0: Howdy there folks, and welcome to The Random Men, where two experts in nothing talk about everything. The idea of a corporation overlooking or just plain ignoring safety concerns for the sake of profit should come as a surprise to no one. When money's on the line, and this is especially true the further you go back in history, a push to get a new hot item out as fast and as cheap to produce as possible happens way more than people like to think about. But today, we gonna think about it. So get ready to get uncomfortably nostalgic, because today, two random men discuss some of the worst products that ever made it to market. This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We personally use Podbean to host this show, The Random Men. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app to your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Y'all go check it out. Do you remember those crossbows we had when we were kids? Yes, mom and dad got us crossbows, Yeah. They were <laughs> a black, plastic crossbow that had a metal crossbar. Oh, come on, shit was dangerous back then. Oh, yeah. and We never got into BB gun fights. I knew a lot of kids that had BB gun fights, which yeah, I had seen Christmas stories, so that was out of the damn question. Yeah, we didn't do the BB gun fight. Uh, we weren't really big. We, I don't think we ever did the bottle rocket wars or anything like that, Mm-mm. but we definitely had our crossbows. We were more responsible, so we got these crossbows. They were sold in a retail store. <laughs> And they came with a lightweight little red uh, plunger dart that would have been like a bolt on a regular crossbow. Mm-hmm. Um, and sold with targets, as most kind of child, yeah, you're you know, Nerf to, guns and stuff will come with targets for you to set up and shoot yeah, at. Which yeah. you're supposed to do to safely, use the toy. Yeah, and it would have, like I said, the suction cup on the end of it, so it would, you know, stick to whatever you, you shot. It was not, yeah, it was like a plastic Yeah, it was not uh, meant for anything, target. you know, dangerous. But what we did was make them dangerous. Yes, yes, we did. <laughs> because we we replaced the line, and then we bent the crossbars and added more tension to mm-hmm, it. And mm-hmm. then we did not shoot the plastic plugs at each other. We found out that the 4 by 2 uh, Legos fit perfectly into it and would launch with a really good velocity and actually really good aim. Too. Yeah, the accuracy was oh, yeah. spot on with those things. Oh, yeah. And it just, like I said, it just happened to fit perfectly in there. <laughs> and we started off, we would put, you know, action figures or whatever up on the shelf and we'd start shooting at them. And, and we got the Ninja Turtles off. Yeah. And like actually, really, we got pretty good with them. <laughs> and then, of course, it turned into friends coming mm-hmm. over. And we had a couple of them sitting around. And, and one we, thing leads to another where boys will be boys. And we, we, we went, start. Making little forts on different sides of the room mm-hmm. and trying to plank mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Those things would whiz, man. Remember the sound of like when it hit a oh, wall yeah. behind you? Oh, yeah. I know there was a couple of times that it would hit and it would actually draw some blood, man. Like I want to say it was David that caught one in the eye socket. Thank God, not the eye. And he had to go home. Yeah. Because it, it messed him up. Yeah. Yeah. It swolled up and was <laughs> beat I think he might have been bleeding. Yeah. Yeah, I remember getting hit in the <laughs> arm with one, and like it just barely. Like oh, we hit all me. caught ours. And I remember looking down, and there was a little bit of blood, and I was like, "Man, that's from a Lego." But yeah, we yeah, uh, it's we like totally a whelp, like a blood blister. We totally John Ramboed those crossbows into actual weapons. It was good times you could have back then. <laughs> well, it's not anything new that you know kids found dangerous ways to. Kids m- are going to be kids, and kids are going to find any way they can to make shit more dangerous than it comes in the package. Absolutely. But sometimes shit that comes in the package can be dangerous straight out of the gate. This is very true. Uh, I I don't think anybody is surprised to think about all these products that have come out, you know, for the last couple of hundred years um, that have been marketed to huge groups of people that looking back on it now, you're like, that was just wrong. Like, who really thought that that was going to be a good idea or a safe idea? But they marketed it anyway. Yeah. Absolutely, where where uh, where greenbacks are to be made, people will cut corners. That's true. That's true. And I think a lot of it too. Um, you know, things do slip through the cracks. I understand. Like I'm, I've never worked for a huge corporation. I've never been the guy coming up with the idea, doing whatever. But you got to think from like idea level to actually hit the streets level. There's a lot of people involved in different things, and so yeah, sometimes there's going to be some oversights, and there's going to be some missed, uh, some missed safety concerns. Think about it like this. If you're a member of a think tank or a group idea session, mm-hmm. and the idea ever comes, surely no idiot will do this with this product, be well and 100% assured some idiot will do that exact oh, thing with absolutely, that product. Absolutely, And it's been proven throughout history. I like to believe that I'm a fairly intelligent person, but I know there's a lot of times I've had a product and been doing something with it, not using it the correct way, and Something happens bad, and then afterwards I'm like, why did I... Really? I'm smarter than that. I knew that. It happens. Human human error. You have to take in to fact that at least one out of the 99 times a human's going to do, you know, cut back at yourself with a knife in the kitchen. You know, mm-hmm. you, you ever see that shit in oh, yeah. movies? Mm-hmm. I don't let anybody do it around me personally, but where they'll like try to open a package and they're holding it against their stomach and they put the knife in and they're trying to pull back on it and mm-hmm. you're just like... <sighs> Don't do I'm it, waiting don't do for it, this to do go it, downhill. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I've yeah. been impaled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, that being said, you want to go and jump into some of these products that we looked into. I sure do. Some of them we looked into. Some of them, some of them I didn't have to look up because I was just like, that's just I a dumb idea. We were. I was about to say we were there. But no, <laughs> We're still here. So, well, okay. So the one that top of my list, I have to say it first because when it very first came out, And everyone was going crazy about oh man you gotta get one, gotta get one. And I was like, that just looks like a really, really bad idea. And that's the segue. Oh yeah. I've never been on one. Me neither. For good reason. I have seen so many videos of people A, I don't like falling down. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And B, Mm -hmm. I don't trust something to have balance for me. Yeah. And the whole thing just looks so just It just looks wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in the same way where people would go like, man, that looks... I don't think anybody ever said, that looks cool. Because it does not look cool at all. I, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure some people were like, man, Segway, yeah, awesome. But, no, to me, I just was like, that seems like an accident waiting to happen. Was the owner killed him? Did yes. The rumor I heard was that, supposedly, the owner ran off a cliff. That's the exact same thing I heard. So, I guess it must be true. It must and be it true. killed him. Yeah. Seriously, it... it You can get online and look up so many videos of people just making epic wipeouts. I was like, human beings have a hard time with four wheels, and have a really hard time with two wheels front to back, much less two wheels side by side. (laughs) Well, and that would have been the precursor to the hoverboards. Oh my gosh. Okay, first off, I hate it when people talk about hoverboards, because I'm like, that's not a hoverboard. That's not my hoverboard. Marty McFly had a hoverboard. These are not hoverboards. But... If you manage to stay, Gotta get yourself a pit bull, yeah. If you, <laughs> <laughs> it's got no power, McFly. They don't work over water. Uh, if you, you had or have a hoverboard and you're able to keep yourself up on it, the early editions of it would spontaneously combust. to say just, not only the, the the fall hazard of it, but the damn thing would catch would just, on fire. It would just catch on fire. It would just blow up. Like what? I know people with hoverboards. I know they're fun for the kids and all that, but I mean that had to be a joke. That had uh, to be a joke where they put that out and said so many people are going to fucking knock their front teeth out yeah, with these things. Yeah. Literally if anything goes wrong, there could be a a little rock <laughs> and you catch that with one wheel. There exactly. Could, like I said again, how many how many times do human beings have a hard time driving a car or a motorcycle and now you put them on I've this? seen some that can't walk straight. Um, without riding tripping a over skateboard. themselves. You used to think a skateboard was one of the most dangerous things out there. I've seen, I've seen plenty of people wipe horrible out horrible wrecks hard. on skateboard. Hard, yeah. So, now you have a motorized version of it that's sideways? It like, stop you know? or explode on you. Yeah. But yeah, get on that thing. Mm. Yeah, the hoverboards Nunu. crack me up. New new. There's endless YouTube videos of wipeouts on those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? If you have the nerve to try to get on one and go... By all means, go for it, but I'm going to laugh at you I later. I still have never had the nerve to step on one. Nope, me neither. Nope. I'm old enough <laughs> now. It's like if shit gets broke, it stays broke. Yeah, if, I, if I fall <laughs> now, I'm probably not getting up. So so hoverboards, off the list. Egg. Yeah. Let's turn around, whiteboard, that's off. Yep. Well, I kind of went different in a different direction, but uh, starting off my list was the Ford Pinto. Oh, the okay. black mark on Ford Motor Company that people still talk about and they wish would go away. Mm, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. For those of you that are younger and may not know the history of the Ford Pinto, it was a design flaw. They were manufactured between like 71 and 80. And the design flaw was where the gas tank sat, that even a minor rear-end collision, a fender bender, could cause it to catch fire. Uh, Some of the estimates said that the gas tank could empty out in under a minute. Wow. The entire gas tank all over the ground. So... (laughs) So then gas, not only... You know, has there been this collision, but now gas is everywhere on the ground, and just a little spark is all you need. And then you'd probably have both vehicles going up in flames at that point. Oh, yeah. So the really bad part about it was that Ford knew about the flaw before they went into production. Mm-hmm. Which, like we said at the top of the episode, kind of makes you sick to think about that somebody brought this to their attention and said, hey, this is bad. We have this flaw, like a really bad flaw, um... Shouldn't we do something about this? Yeah, and and they came up with an estimate, they got some number crunchers that said that it would take eleven dollars, wrap your mind around this, eleven dollars per vehicle to fix the problem. Okay. Right? Eleven bucks. So then they flipped that with what they projected to be the insurance claims and the injury claims because of possible burns. And they approximated that it would have taken 113 million, including like project uh, production delays and things of that nature. To fix fix a problem, and their their goddamn big business man, their predicted payout for injury claims was going to be forty nine million. So forty nine versus one thirteen, go ahead and send it. It's fine. Uh, That didn't work out good at all. Not at all, because in the end, the lawsuits ended up totaling like hundred and thirty million dollars, and it's estimated that there were over five hundred burn deaths. There were God. people that would not have died in the crash otherwise. Hmm. Yeah. So most that of those will make like, you sick. Like, maybe you have a stiff neck or, you know, hurt shoulder. Yeah, but, get like, some not. whiplash. I mean, yeah. broken ribs, things of that nature. But, yeah. Uh, not death. The, the estimate. I mean, it's all, it's a numbers game. So, yeah. you, you know, take it with they a they grain of salt. To- but, yeah, over 500 burn deaths that would have not happened otherwise Except in You can't tell the me crash. they didn't find a way to bury some of those numbers, too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, uh, Probably a lot more than that. Hmm.
1: So, I saw there's one the Ford
0: Pinto. <laughs> in the same vein, uh, I saw it was the KTM motorcycle, and they sold it, and apparently they knew that there was a malfunction with the throttle cord, okay? Mm-hmm. Where when it malfunctioned while you were driving, you would lose control of the throttle. Well, that's not a good thing. No. No. So you can imagine how many times that wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Every, every time? <laughs> every time. Every time it malfunctioned, you're going to wreck. 60% of the time, it's going to wreck every time. So, yeah, that that's another one. It's like, really, guys? Really? Maybe y'all should have thought that through a little better. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, and the thing like, that, it was pointed out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. That people could totally spot those flaws av- yeah. in the system. It was totally designed. Avoidable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is that when you have, like, engineers just resigning right after all the lawsuits start rolling in? Because they're going to be <sighs> the... The scapegoat, another one, kind of in that same vein. Uh, back to more two wheeled. Yes, let's bring up the two wheelers. Um, the turn folding bicycle. Oh Jesus! Now, when you throw in the term "folding" in anything, you're immediately going to think like that. That item's probably going to have a weak point. So probably there's in the a hinge. hinge point in the frame of yeah the vehicle. The hinge is always going to be the weak point. So, guess what? This bicycle, you'd be riding along, and it would break at the hinge and fold up on up you and, while uh, fold dragging. up while you're riding your bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> and could you imagine <laughs> the falls? It's just got a mental of like a hundred of them. Just boop, 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 boop. Like oh. just riding along, nice day. It snaps <laughs> the middle. And probably some of the most brutal falls ever because not only, it's not like you just fell over. Like, you got this mangled piece of metal, like, all wrapping around you and yeah. stuff like that, trying to fall It's not it like a brake side. locked up and you still got forward momentum. Yeah. This thing is spinning you off in a th- direction uh, left or right yeah. while you're also falling uh, forward. What the what the hell, man? Like, Was who? it, like, to, to make it more compact and yeah, compact, and, uh, easy travel, to carry, uh, storage, uh, you know, all that yeah, kind of stuff? you know, applicable. I'm sure, you know, say. So you're living in, in a small apartment, you know, in a big city or something like that. Yeah, you don't you have need the a lot space of space to store you know? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I get Somebody it. Somebody like, had the right idea, we, but I mean, it's kind of like us. We have a, the the blow up kayak, mm-hmm. or actually, it's a stand up yeah. board. That that's the whole thing. Like it's marketed to because you can deflate it, roll mm-hmm. it up, you know, inside of itself, and it you don't have to keep really... an eight foot board stored exactly, year round. Exactly. But even that thing, like I've worried about it. Like when we've been out you know, we got our little lake here, which is a nice little lake. But okay. I'm still worried about it. Sometimes I'm like, "How thick is this, really?" Yeah. And you start sinking in the middle of the lake, in the middle of the <laughs> lake, and like start thinking to myself, "I'm like, did I put the plug back in?" <laughs> I tried to make a whistling noise, but it didn't. It just came out as of... because if this starts going down, I'm, I am, I'm screwed. That's a good couple hundred yards to the uh, yeah, at least. So I can only imagine. But imagine if you're on a river or something like that with it, yeah. I don't think taking anything blow up on a river. Wait. Uh, really? Damn it. We I know. I, I know time. what I just said. <laughs> I know what I just said. You caught it as you said it. As I was saying it, my mind uh, went, hey. Haven't you tubed about a million times? Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking about, like, rafting, and then I'm thinking, well, a raft is inflatable. Yeah.
1: Dude, I've I done a checked myself mentally again.
0: done, like, some white water rafting uh, in New Mexico, and maybe not the biggest of rapids you know out there by any means uh, most of it's like beginner courses better than me but uh yeah i definitely thought about the whole time I'm like every time we hit a rock and i'm like this thing gonna hold Does this have air in it because if if this thing seemed we are we are fucked yeah. <laughs> we are dead like there's no I surviving know it's thick this. as hell but <laughs> still, still like, it was there pokey's pokey yeah in my mind i still had it <laughs> what else you got homeboy um so this one this one's just a, a minor <laughs> footnote it's not anything dangerous it was just kind of one of those Like, what the fuck things? Apparently, at one point, Colgate, the toothpaste toothpaste people, um, started producing TV dinners. And I'm thinking to myself, that that couldn't have ended well. That's a hard no. It didn't end well. Most people said it was the same as drinking a glass of orange juice after brushing your teeth. They weren't making them toothpaste. Flavor, right? It was no, like no, no, they no, were no, just trying to make like healthy for your yeah. teeth mm-hmm. dinners. So yeah, so. And, and to do, oh yeah, so yeah, you can imagine how nasty. Nah, I'm a I'm a grease and sugar boy. Yeah, so no, no, no. to hell with that. No, no, it's a healthy alternative <laughs> for your teeth. Do you got another one? Well, nothing as in depth as any of those, but I do remember. And I, before I even knew that this was a thing, I discovered it um, with the kids. Was the sippy cups? Oh yeah. And it's not anything like a choking hazard, but it's just grody. Um what were they called? Like the Tommy Tippy Sippy Cups? And yeah, and, and, and yeah. you know, the 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 design, the patent has become you know, there's there's everybody carries them now. But there were those ones that uh they have like a little rubber valve underneath too, uh, the mouthpiece. Yeah. And it keeps it from spilling if it falls over. And which is a great Thing, for anybody that has ever had small children, you know all it takes is for them to run away with a juice cup one time and climb on your bed and you're changing your sheets every flippin' day. Yep. Oh, yeah. Because it gets everywhere. So this was great. Oh, yeah. What was overlooked was the fact that if you don't make it very clear that you need to take those off, and some of them have some pretty complicated designs to pop off and pop back in. that's true. And wash them every time you wash the cup, it builds mold and bacteria underneath that. That is in direct contact with the kid's mouth. And every time they take a drink, they're getting mold. Mm. And... Ew. Yeah, it was about 2010 when all all the shit started to hit the fan with everybody noticing this. And like I said, luckily, I had noticed it. I thought about that beforehand. Not saying I'm the smartest cat in the world, but I was like, this looks like it could be dirty. And juice is all sugary and... Yeah, it just you seems know, like just a, good, a good thing like to be a Petri build dish. Up. Yeah, and yeah. sure enough, it was. I was like, yeah. look at this. I'm showing videos. This is nasty. <laughs> so for any of you out there that have small children, be sure you're cleaning every nook and cranny of those cups. Because it's just gross. And I mean, that could cause some health problems, too. Especially if the kids have oh, yeah, yeah, bad sure. allergies. Yeah. um, You know, it, bacterial infections. Shit yeah, it can go sideways real yeah, quick. Sure. So... Um, Watch out for that. So, it's funny you say that, because I had, had one. The baby floaty. The baby floaty. Who floats the baby? <laughs> so, you know, the thing where it's like the ring around the neck. And oh, the yeah. Baby in the, the worst life vest of all time. So, to me, when that thing's working properly, it still seems like a very dangerous, hazardous thing. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't bet on that the child's. A, an infant's neck is the strongest part of their body to support the rest of the uh, body? Probably not, no. It's reading it holds the head, and and not so the torso. Then you think about all things that could actually go wrong with it. Like, if it has, say, it's losing some air, starts to deflate a little bit, mm-hmm. and one side goes Yeah, They can't side, swim, you know, and they can tip can, their head yeah, into the water um, while they're... Ew. ew uh, I don't like thinking uh, if about it, this if it tears, stuff, man. If it flips over, like... Hold oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry, like... What about some dumbass parent that overinflates it and puts a goddamn choker on their kid? Yeah, well, my thing is, do you really need something so you can leave your kid there? Like, I mean, hey, come on. how about you hold just, your baby? Yeah, how about you your hold your baby your baby we'll that, that can't swim is in the water? Yeah, just... Keep, it's a yeah. novel idea, but uh, I'm behind it. I mean, I do think that this is a good time to bring up that some of the products, some of these items that we talk about on here, uh, it's... It's more goes back to the parents' fault. For or sure. Some of the stuff. Sure. Like, come on, man. Really? Yeah, you can be a dumbass and leave your kid in a place that oh, we're gonna leave him with a bunch of plastic bags in the room. Like <laughs> yeah. kids don't like to put their heads in shit. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like come on, man. Um take some self responsibility. Yeah. For for some of this shit, you know? But I totally agree with oh, that. Oh, my baby pulled the scalding hot coffee pot on top of his head. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a coffee pot. Yeah. Why was your kid on the counter? Exactly. You yeah. know, yeah, it's, it's things like that people get mad about. And it's, it's like, now, shit like choking hazards that's put in front of children and then mm-hmm, a toy. Mm-hmm, I absolutely mm-hmm. get that because you don't know, you know, you gave them a toy or you bought your nephew a gift or something like that for a birthday party and they open it up when they're by themselves in their room and it's full of tiny little pieces. That, yeah, that's probably more on the irresponsible yeah, and like there should have been yeah, bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. Um, we are going to get into toys later. Oh, I bet this list is... I've compiled a very nice list, and I figure we'll, we will rattle them off really good. But let's, uh, before we get to that... Oh, wait. I got one more thing to interject there while we're talking about baby stuff. Oh, is okay. your next sure. thing a baby thing or a different uh, thing? No, go ahead. Okay, go the baby ahead. thing was the baby slings. Oh, yeah. the Like papoose hammock. Yeah, thingy. they were like the, the wraps that you could wrap around yourself um, to carry a baby on your chest. Yes. And not just for breastfeeding, but like... Just to carry. Yeah. Just for carrying a baby. No. They got into deep shit because babies were suffocating because, oh, I think my baby's asleep. Well, really, their face is driven into a f- big fat titty. <laughs> and that's Sorry, always. but that's exactly what it was. That's, yeah. That's and the they were suffocated yeah. by a titty. Yep. That is the gist of it. So, hmm, yeah. Sad to think about, but is that... But, because of the design of the item, or because of the parent not paying attention? You know, with with that, I can't put the fault on the parent all the way. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's almost like, could you blame somebody for their infant climbing in bed with them in the middle of the night and them rolling over and smothering them? True. You know? True. That was unintentional, unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately but it, it happens. happens. Yeah. Sad things like that yeah. really do happen, and it's like, yeah. you didn't mean for that to happen. And I, I don't mean, I really don't mean to take this episode into a dark <laughs> turn like that. I know we're trying to keep things light, eh, but considering the, but content we're kind of talking, talking about dangerous things. Cool. And, and, and so it's one of those things to think about. I, luckily we had some friends that, um, when we were having our very first child brought that point up to me specifically about yeah. like, make sure, because she's going to be so exhausted that every time she feeds the baby, you need to be awake monitoring because that person is exhausted. And this is, I'm just saying this because anybody out there, if you're a new parent listening, dads, get your ass up too. Mm -hmm. So, before Mm -hmm. we get on with the rest of the episode and get back into more of the funny stuff, I gotta drive this point home. Pay attention. Be responsible. Just be responsible. Come on. I don't want to sound cynical and say, while you're in your head, think about all the worst possibilities that can happen. But sometimes those do prevent accidents. That's true. So, think about it. You know, don't leave plastic bags lying around... All that kind of shit that we would think would be common sense, but sometimes when you're tired, you're exhausted, eh, it's what it is. Anyway, moving forward. Give me something funny, buddy. All right. I got a funny (laughs) one for you. Check this out. Freckle removers. I don't believe that. Hmm. Mm -mm. So. Them's angel kisses. That used to be a thing where they would sell all these different kinds of lotions and creams that were supposed to remove freckles. Because at one point in time, freckles were... Viewed as, as not attractive. I mean, I'm kind of like you. I think they're cute. Like, like I yeah, think cute. Yeah, like cute. We call yeah. them angel kisses, right? Where, where we come from. Now, where some of it got really, really bad, well, some of these lotions and creams, of course, you know, back in the 40s, 50s, stuff like that, there's a lot of these items that we're going to talk about from that kind of era. That era? um Where things were slapped together, thrown out, and there was no testing or people just didn't know about the things that were harmful. So, in a lot of these freckle remover creams, uh, there was mercury. That was one of the main chemicals oh or ingredients in some of this was mercury. So you had people just, just spreading mercury on their face, just spreading the mercury, just mad as a hatter. Yep. 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 And there was plenty of other ones that had harsh chemicals and stuff too, that would definitely cause skin issues and stuff, but. Probably not as bad as the mercury we, being mixed in. We didn't really dive into beauty stuff as much on this episode, but that was, you know, during the Victorian era and Queen Elizabeth and stuff, putting that white powder on their face that was damaging as all hell. It mm-hmm. was very toxic, mm-hmm. but they all mm-hmm. wanted to have that f- faded look yep. and yep. Ugh, mercury for freckles. Yep. Um, There was another one that I read that was the, uh, the Bear girls signature machete. Oh, this has to go in a great direction. It's actually a case of an item working too well. Oh, please explain. This machete was so sharp and so functional that it would actually cut the stitching of the sheath. And so then the blade would be exposed through the sheath. Oh, like I guess through... Not like you're just trying to be a badass and rip it straight out of the sheath like you're a Viking. So them taking it, but just constantly taking in and out, walking and, 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 and the friction of, of of moving around. Well, I mean, mostly you know taking it in and out, constant use and stuff like that, and put it back it in would whatever. Cut but then, yeah, just constant. Then, like use if your hand dragged air, it or brushed it, you would slice it would, yourself. It would start cutting through Ooh. the stitching and expose the blade, and so. I don't know. The machete if that's was a selling point. Yeah, the machete <laughs> it was, was Machete's hot shit. Now the sheath is. Yeah, you might want to get something subpar, A little bit. You know, more hardcore to put it in the bear yeah. grills sheath. I'm sure bear grills is probably like, well, yeah, my shit's badass. Like, of course it does that. The sword is so sharp it'll go straight through the sheath, no problem. So I'm gonna bring this one up, and it's not. I'm gonna tell you. I have to tell you the story first to get to the point that I wanted to make. Okay. So bear with me. I'm for here, just, man. I'll try I'm to I'm here it, for the ride. Yeah, I'll try Let's to make go. it quick. But 1982, the Tylenol recall, where. There were people that were lacing it, the Tylenol, with cyanide. Oh. So it turned into a huge thing. Uh, Tylenol had to recall untold. But it's still one of the biggest recalls in history as far as both product being recalled and cost for everything. But here's my point. Here's my thing that kind of made me go, wait, wait, what? So after this happened in 1982, that's when they started putting tamper-resistant packaging on the items. That's what I was going to say that I had heard somewhere along the lines a while back was that that's, like, with the where everything's vacuum sealed. Mm-hmm. And and they so, you know, it. nobody could have opened it before. you. Yep. Whoa. Now, that, that didn't happen until 82 with that medication? Was my thing. I was like... With medication. All this medication over all these years, it took till 82 before we started putting anti-tamper stuff on, like really no telling how much shit was just slipped into stuff in a pharmacy (laughs) just for shits and giggles because somebody was a psychopath and i mean i think there were some companies that did some packaging that was you know trying to trying to keep it safe but like nothing as big as what happened after that where everything when you started getting uh i think child protective caps had been around for a little while but they weren't as prominent why can't they make the little mully man really you know the little thumb tabs where you have to grab it to pull it off and peel it off yeah. Why can't they make those just another two millimeters longer? <laughs> I almost can't do it without my teeth. Or you just grab something sharp and poke through the top, yeah. pull out your cotton, and go to town. But why can't they make that just a little bit longer? Or just don't give me four around the edges. Give me just one good pull tab. Yeah, that, yeah, that's true. It's not too much to ask. So I had another one that I think is hilarious. You can still get them. <laughs> um, but they're called lollipipes lolly pipes. At a head shop near you. It is literally a pipe that you can smoke out of that is made out of candy. Now, now, <laughs> in their defense, it was not marketed to kids. It was not out there like you could just go, you know, like a kid it's, just walking and go buy cigarettes? The yeah, yeah, it's not. Yeah, it wasn't anything like that. But, still, it's the fact that you can smoke something out of it and it's candy. And it came in like a billion different flavors. So... Yeah, kids are going to eat it. would put them. heat to this like a like a lighter supposedly it was so thick and durable that yes you could actually use it multiple times under the heat of smoking typically you know most people smoke pot out of it. Right. Um but people Yeah, you know, I don't see anybody. And you can so still get them like I mean there's nothing really wrong with it it just was kind of one of those ideas like It's uh, a novelty item. We can form it into You didn't think that the kids were gonna eventually get a hold of it and do something with it because it's candy. Yeah the kids get hold of anything. But at the same time, like I said, in the defense of uh of whoever it is that created them, like, they were trying to be kind of responsible about it. I mean they like I said they weren't Yeah, there's a point where it's like that whole thing about it's made of candy it's horseshit. It's like be a good parent. Yeah, true. watch, no, I, watch I agree what with your you. kid's getting. I agree with you. Where do they walk in and buy a yeah, candy pipe from exactly like was it just hanging on the shelves like i mean because i've never seen one no like i said you have to you can order them you can order them online but they're they're yeah. so i don't imagine they were them. in every every drug store, every, nickel and dime store yeah yeah. yeah yeah exactly but anyway so i was thought yeah, the loli, loli but it was made was. of candy yeah because adults <laughs> like candy too you jackass um so i think we've come <laughs> to the part Did of this episode where it's time to bring up one of the big failures oh man the Samsung Galaxy Note 7. That's a little close, man. That's a... Uh, I know it just... Yeah. You It's know, not that far removed. What was that? 2015, 16, something like that? Uh, I think 13. 13? Think, something like that. Anyway. Mid-2000 teens. It, it's a sad story. <laughs> if you think <laughs> about it. A, <laughs> and I think Samsung is probably still paying out on it. Even nowadays. It's their Ford Pinto. But, yeah, exactly. I mean... So, yeah, so anybody that is not aware of of this whole thing, they came out with the Note 7, and then there started being these rumors going around that they would just spontaneously combust. Yeah. Or catch on fire, overheat, do all this different stuff. Well, enough of these started rolling in that they were like, oh, shit, this is real. This is really happening. And so they end up having to recall like two and a half million of the oh, product, Jesus! Can you Cost imagine? Them, it was something like five. I think it was five point two billion dollars that ended up costing them. Because not only would they have to recall it and bring them back, but then they had to send out replacements. New products that is insane. Now here's where it gets really stupid. How do you even track that kind of? S- okay, what's stupid? I'm sorry, my mind's blown over here already. This will really blow your mind. The replacements had the same problem. So it was the battery, right? Yep. It was the battery. When, that, well, like, when you very first started hearing, like, lithium-ion blows up everywhere. <laughs> yep. Everybody started getting exactly. a- afraid of lithium-ion batteries. So they recalled they them. They out the same they bombs. Said, no, they... they. <laughs> I mean, they they, they changed stuff up. They tried to change the battery and do whatever, and it went out. And they still had the same issue where they would overheat. And some of them would catch fire. Some of them <laughs> would just blow up. And there was a story about uh, a guy on a plane that... Because it got to the point where... For a little while, the flight attendants would tell people as they're getting on, like, do you have a Note 7? And if somebody said, yeah, they're like, you got to turn that off before you get on the plane. Well, apparently a guy had, I believe it was one of uh, the ones they sent them after they did the, the recall. replacement. Like a replacement one. And he got on the plane and it still caught on fire. So they had to On a plane. Him. Yeah, luckily they weren't in flight, from what I understand. Um, They had to evacuate the plane and all this stuff. It's and so better. it's like, oh my God. Like... So stood up. imagine that guy running down the hallway of the offices with his hands full of papers and they're flying all everywhere. And he thrusts into the boardroom and goes, sir, it's happening again. It's happening again. <laughs> what happened? They're blowing up too. I'm sure that. The replacements like, are bombs as well. Whoever the CEO or like so the board members or whatever is so going like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Will? Seriously. I'm going home, sir. It's Tuesday. I'm, nope. I'm, I'm going home. Grabs, done grabs his briefcase if they still carry those and walks out the door so yeah that one that that sucked for them <laughs> so that was a fail an epic fail <laughs> didn't work out too good would you like to hear about another epic fail that happened a long long time ago hey you told me last week I couldn't sing into the microphone I don't know why I keep singing lyrics. I decided Don McLean <laughs> I had to do it you go for it what you got Okay, so back in the 1700s, green was, like, for a short time, we're talking, like, you know, seventeen hundred, seventeen seventy five, 1775, so relatively short time. Mm-hmm. Green was the hot shit as far as colors went. Okay. You know, think about, like, hot rod red in the 50s. Yeah. You know, That's everybody it. was like, oh, this is, ooh, it's the new pimp thing. So there was a chemist uh, that was named uh, Sheila. His name was Carl Wilhelm Sheila. And in 1775, he created a shade of green that was a longer lasting and more brilliant pigment than any of the other greens. Okay. And everybody wanted to covet this, right? Now. I like it some green. I like me some green, right? <laughs> Think about when you see any of those um, old Victorian shows, you know, everything on the wallpapers are like these uh, beautiful green, almost look like ivies and, and such. Yeah. yeah. Um, the dresses, that kind of emerald green. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and that was that was associated with a uh, aristocracy and things of that nature. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so he created this green that was called Sheila Green. Sheila Green. The problem was. I must say, I'm, I'm assuming there was a problem with this. Well, this is a problematic episode. So mm. Uh, mm. the problem was that it was extremely toxic because one of the main chemicals in it was arsenic. Oh, well, yep. Yeah, that yeah, that's a problem. So that's a problem. So this gets kind of popular. Hmm. It's causing a problem because <laughs> the dresses made with the arsenic and the wallpapers and the it was it was sprayed on everything. Mm-hmm. So, but some scientists before that even ha- or after after he created it, some scientists took his uh, formula and improved it to make an even more vibrant color called Paris green. Mm-hmm. Now Paris green became huge over in Europe. And this was used in everything from the clothing, to the decorating, to the rugs, to the curtains, from the window to the wall. Hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Now, where it really becomes a problem was, when it was put into clothing, it's fine until you start sweating. Okay. And then it activates the ink, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, what started happening was chemical burns, open sores. Oh, no. Which would let in even more arsenic (gasps) into the bloodstream of these people wearing it. Oh, no. And they got... Crazy ill, oh! And it became this problem that nobody could really track down. Of why are all these people getting sick? And it was because of the clothing. It also produced the dust off of the clothing, the wallpaper. Anytime anybody would bump it, it would send like a dust cloud. A up? toxic dust cloud into the air. Jeez! Oh, so it just became oh. this pandemic of Paris Green was killing everybody, <laughs> oh, if not killing them, making them violently ill. So that's another one we can chalk up to epic fails. Wow. Don't put arsenic in your dye. Who? Who would have thought a color could kill you? Paris green. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty heavy, right? Well, all right, then. Another one that came from clothing was... Have you ever heard of a celluloid clothing? No. What is <laughs> okay. celluloid? All right. Tell me about it. So, in like the late 1800s, early 1900s, uh, it was an early synthetic plastic, and it was cheap to make. They It was easy... Um, being malleable so they could make it into a whole bunch of different things. So it started becoming a ton of different products. Think of buttons and being interwoven into clothing and and things of that nature. Well, the problem with the cellulose was uh, the polymer when it was mixed with like, um, was it like a nitric acid, like in cotton, it would become cellulose nitrate. And that was extremely flammable. Oh, extremely flammable. Uh So we're talking like a curling iron or standing next to a candle could ignite your clothing. Oh, no. (laughs) And I want you to think, uh, remember the end of *Inglorious Bastards when they're going to burn down the theater? Okay. And it was because that celluloid film is beyond extremely flammable. Okay. To the point where they have to have special care for films that are held... In museums and things, because it, it it just, anything can make it combust. Okay. So these people are walking around with buttons that can explode, and <laughs> hats, and, and all this different outerwear that Please could just... forgive me, for some reason, the only thing that's popping in my head is Hunger Games, where she got the dress, and he goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. think of that, but ending poorly. Okay. So yes, this was a thing. Celluloid clothing okay pretty horrible so yeah i'm assuming plenty of people uh met a pretty grizzly end. end yeah <laughs> <laughs> speaking of grizzly ends uh i know me and you had both and this well before we ever even started this episode uh mean you had talked about the whole thing with the radium girls oh yeah and how terrible that was there's a documentary i think it's on netflix maybe but yeah that was horrible so give the people a little insight on it. So the radium girls worked um, at a watch factory. Mm-hmm. And during the war, what they would do was they'd have to paint the numbers on the faces of the watches so that the soldiers could see them in the dark, mm-hmm. making them indiglo, Yeah, pretty much. Well, since they had to be hand-painted, they needed a really fine tip on their brush. Yeah. brush. And so they would put it in their mouth, twist it, and that's how they would get that fine point. Well, this was covered in radium, and would cause a massive array of different problems. Yeah, because at this point, them people didn't really realize that radium was, was bone radioactive deterioration, and, and, cell yeah. deterioration, and they fought and fought and fought, and nobody wanted to admit that this was going on. Well, because even while 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 they were doing it, uh, the company even started like promoting the paint. As something. Hey, use it in your daily life. Paint your walls. Paint your face. Like make it. Have fun with this. It, yes, and it do was all these in different makeup. Stuff. Yeah, it was in all all these different different items. But these girls that were working at this factory were exposed to it on a daily. Ingesting it. Yeah, ingesting it. Um, like I said, they would leave the factory just completely covered in it. Yeah. And then they would yes. make jokes about oh, we glow at night and look look at how yeah. Wonderful our skin looks, and we're radiant. And so nobody believed them whenever the girls started getting sick yeah, it's and started dying. Yeah, because you're radioactive. Yeah, you're radioactive now. And nobody wanted to believe it, and the company completely just, like, said, no. No, so yeah, they accepted completely. Yeah, they're, they're dying of other causes. And they even said that they finally went back and dug up one of the girls after she had already passed away. And when they got her out, she was glowing in her coffin. Yeah. Because of so much exposure. That is... Madness. Yeah. Absolute madness. That's the epitome of this big company going no 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 no, no it's, it's no, not, not really. dangerous. No, it's fine. It's fine. You're good. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. If you can yeah. look up that mm-hmm. documentary, it's it's well worth the watch mm-hmm. because it's good. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Sad yeah. but good. And really paints, like I said. <laughs> maybe that's oh. not the best word. Maybe I shouldn't <laughs> say paint oh. but puts a good perspective on corporations. Pushing an agenda. Pushing pushing it and going, oh, no, 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 you're silly. Don't bring that up. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I know you have a couple of things on toys. Yes. Because dangerous toys is (laughs) a large field. (laughs) I hate to say that I had fun looking up the dangerous toys, but so much of it just made me just laugh, like, really? Really? And some of it was stuff that we, we had, like some of the toys that we had... Mm-hmm. fall on this list but you said before we did the toys thing we want to do the thing thing let's do the thing are you ready let's do it hopefully you don't have an in on this like you looked it up but I, don't I, notes, I don't know what's in your notes but let's see where it goes anyway it's time for search engine results for anybody new to the show i like to ask the all-powerful internet a question i then give keith three choices to choose from and he has to try to guess the right one keith are you ready to play as always all right keeping it in theme with today Here's your question. All right. When did Congress pass the Toy Safety Act? Hmm. I, I know the toy that caused a lot of the issues, but I do not know when it happened. Yeah. The Toy Safety Act being by law that all toys had to be safe for children. No choking hazards, no things of that nature. And anything like it had to have warning labels and stuff like yes. that, right? Anything like, that was produced, yeah. it had to be deemed safe for children. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this did pass through Congress in a certain year. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you those years. Are you ready? Yep. Okay, when was the Toy Safety Act passed? 1984, 1979, or 1991? Hmm. Well, like I said, I do know the toy that got the ball rolling with all of it. Uh, But I do not know, I don't know when it actually came out. Don't know the year. Um, This is good. This is good for the game. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So I kind of have some insight into it, but... uh, Okay. 84, 79, or 91. I know it was before 91. I know. It had to be. He said 79 or 84 with other two, right? Correct. I feel like with the knowledge that I have... I think I'm going to have to go with 79. Incorrect, sir. It's ah. 1984. Yeah. The Safety Act for Children was not passed until 1984 in the Damn. United States. Wow. Wow. But you were close? <laughs> was, what, the year after you were born, right? Yeah. <laughs> I spent wow. a whole year living without safety regulation, regulations. Okay. Well, with that being said, um take us down a rabbit hole sir i do know one of the main toys that really like i said got the ball rolling on the whole thing and started making government pay attention government pay attention adults really pay attention everybody kind of getting involved and go hey we really need to make these toys safer or at least put some kind of warning label on it makes Um, me think of that saturday night live skit where he's like this is johnny switchblade adventure punk he presses a button here and two knives come out of his arms and it's like what is this this is a bag of glass (laughs) kids love playing with glass what was the... They Jim, play with it in parking lots? They find it everywhere. What was the Jim Carrey one? The uh, Fire Marshal Bill? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, there was the Battlestar Galactica Colonial Viper toy. Ooh. Okay. And it had a small projectile. Okay. As a lot of toys, you know, yeah. That's a huge thing. Yeah. We had a pizza um, shooter. Yeah, we had plenty of stuff. that I mean, sh- Nowadays, all toys shoot something. I wonder, you know the Legend of the Boba Fett toy where they... The one where they had to take it out because of his backpack would yeah, the Yeah, the mizzle. backpack rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. And people would get it in a wooden fire, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't fire. They thought they were gypped. That's why I went with 79, because I know Battlestar Galactica, when it first came out, was like in like the 70s, I think, wasn't it? I believe so. Something, something in that range. I, don't anyway. know, I watched the new Battlestar, but I didn't watch the old one. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Anyway, um, the small projectile would shoot out, and at one point, finally, it shot a kid. I don't know if he was aiming it. At his little brother, or how how it worked or what, but it actually shot out, and the kid swallowed it, and choked on it. I was thinking you were going to say it shot out and killed him, I'm like, what kind of force? <laughs> Who put the spring? <laughs> That's a massive spring. But uh, no, this thing shot out, the kid somehow, you know, I guess shot caught it in into his, his mouth. Like, mouth. I don't know exactly how it worked, but anyway, the kid ended up choking on it. And Open up, Johnny! Unfortunately, unfortunately the kid died. And that was when it kind of really started getting big. Like, wait a minute. And the Hasbro, I believe, was the one that uh, produced it. And they were like, oh, we need to put like some kind of warning label on this. Somebody's got to regulate this. And then so, from what I understand, Hasbro was like, yeah, uh, I think we do need to do something. Like They uh, led the field. Yeah, and they, were, they were on board with it. Like, yeah, we should probably you know get on board with that. And so they started doing it. And then so it became a thing where everybody started making a big deal about we got to put safety regulations on these toys and market it to age-appropriate children. So it's not like you're going to get something... like five and up. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to be, oh, look, we're going to sell this thing with this small, teeny-tiny little component, and you're going to give it to your two-year-old. You know? Because let's face it, before we get into too many of these, we all know kids are going to put just about anything that they can in their mouths. Everything. Yeah. Stupid little La La Lucy shoes and all that crap. So, with that... I want to jump into now some of the most dangerous toys ever marketed to kids. Okay? Okay. Now, I'm going to start off with one that kind of hits close to home for me. Um so, you had the Polly Pocket and then for the little girls and you had the boy version that was the Mighty Max. Mighty Max. And yep. man, how many, dude. I had Snake Mountain like oh, so many I had Oh no, that was He-Man shit. I had probably I think I still do for somewhere. Um, my probably nerd, my 10, nerd wires are crossed here. 10 or 12 different Mighty max sets. I remember. They're still there. Yeah, they're still there. I think they're moms. Anyway, now, they were very small. Definitely something. Tiny little pieces. Definitely something that could be a choking hazard or swallowing issue or whatever. But also, Everything. they were some of the worst things on the planet to step on. Like, I'm actually putting those... Mighty Max and I guess Polly Pocket, I didn't have any, obviously. Well, you know, the same more concept. More same, yeah, basically the same thing. Um, But either way, stepping on those little pieces, I will actually, I will die on the hill saying stepping on those was worse than stepping on a Lego. You know, they say that the worst Lego to step on is the Batman helmet, <laughs> the little Batman headpiece. <laughs> yeah. I heard that somewhere and I'm like, I 110% yeah, believe I that is that. true. But anyway, so it gets even worse because then the Polly Pocket line started doing it, where they had these little magnets in there to where, oh, like you could f- flip around uh, the different parts of the scenery, and it would like uh, the clothing would you know you stick on, stick the, on wall. the walls and stuff like that. Well, the batteries were notorious for falling out. I mean, the magnets were notorious for falling out. So guess what? Kids Ch- eat the magnets, choking hazard, swallowing hazard. Well, it even gets worse than that. It wasn't so much that it was a choking hazard, but. If they were to ingest multiple magnets, mm-hmm. it could get really bad. That's why I remember a couple years ago when the rare earth magnets that were being sold in every little mm-hmm. convenience yeah. store became such a problem. Is because kid eats one magnet, not such a problem. They'll pass that. kid eats multiple magnets that's in different parts of their intestine, but they lock together through mm-hmm. the walls of the other intestines and cause major issues. Major yep. issues. Yep, yep. All so right. that shit was happening back in the 90s, huh? So I'm going to rifle a couple of these kids eating magnets off to you. <laughs> and I want you just to kind just, of tell me what your immediate God. thought is. And we can talk about them a little bit afterwards, but I just want you to give me your immediate thought. What's the best you got, man? So, Let's see. kids, wood-burning kit. Um, Why? <laughs> why is starting a fire a toy? You're going to give a kid something that's very, very, very hot. And it's good enough to burn wood. Well, guess what? That's good enough to burn the house down. Let me think. Top three things you don't want your small child doing: operating the motor vehicle, doing shit with the oven, starting a fire in the house. Mm-hmm. Let's give them a kit that does it. Let's give them a kit that exp- it has instructions it them how on to how, how to, to start the fire. Yeah. No, it was meant to be used in the backyard. I don't want them starting a fire anywhere. Yeah. they are a child. In the same vein, the creepy crawlers playsets. Yep. We had one of those. Yep. And the scolding hot tin pan full of Cinco worms, you know, that you eventually So they got better as time and, room. They got better as time went on, but like the earlier sets, like it was just like an open face with this metal plate that heated up to, you know, 150, 180 it degrees. Shit. And what was even worse than that was uh there's no way that thing wasn't putting off gases. Yeah, the stuff that you use to make the little yeah. rubbery creature early on, it, it totally was chemical-based and like had like bad stuff you shouldn't be breathing in, especially you know at high temperatures. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I said, they got a little bit better as it rolled along, but still, and by God, do not touch Don't one touch of the favorite the colors until it's solidified, because oh. holy moly, then you have hot rubbery goo stuck on it's your like finger. It's like hot tar you can't get right. off your hand. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that was a horrible one. Uh, then, of course, if we're going to bring up things getting really, really hot, Easy Bake Oven. Mm-hmm. Now, before you react to that, though, I say, actually, That this. one's on the list of everybody talks about, I remember an Easy Bake Oven burning my sister's hand. Now, before before you go too far into that one, though, there was actually one that was worse than the Easy Bake Oven. Did it not use a light bulb? It was called the Little Lady Empire. <laughs> this thing got up to over 600 degrees. No way. Come my on. oven <laughs> does not get up to 600 degrees. <laughs> and this is like my, my oven in Somebody my kitchen. Somebody said, yes, send it down the line. This is perfect. We'll make a lot of money. So... We're just 600 gonna, degrees. We're just going to file all of the Easy Bake Oven and Little Lady Empire under all the burns. Grandma, where'd you get this <laughs> scar? 1952. I remember my little my little lady empire. <laughs> my little lady empire. Done me wrong. Oh, my God. They just would literally slap a label on anything and sell it to children. Yeah, pretty much. What's this? It's a bundle of woods with some matches. The Austin Magic Pistol. Oh, please. This was another please 50s. Please explain this one. This is another 50s it's item. It's gotta be. Um, It was almost completely metallic. How the fuck do we We're still have grandparents? It? The 50s yeah, was The no like, 50s was, damn. like, rough. <laughs> like, everything was wow, dangerous. Everything was trying to kill you in the 50s, man. Jeez Louise. Uh, The whole gun wasn't made out of metal. I'm glad you stated that it was a gun. Um... And it looked like something out of a futuristic. It looked like the gun that uh, remember Duck Dodgers used to use. The yeah, little ray gun. Little, it was like it was a Flash Gordon. Um, the thing literally <laughs> shot flames out of it when you would fire the projectile out of it. It was a combustible gun, so it was a pistol. Yeah, it really was the actual like weapon. Now this is a kid's. Pistol. And they marketed it to kids. Like, do, do, don't see how that could be a bad idea. So y'all are in the business of selling pistols. And saying, oh, no, yeah. ch- I mean, yeah. Children's pistols, yeah, but <laughs> children's pistols, yeah, sure, why not? Is there a projectile? Yeah. Um Aquadots. Do you remember Aquadots? No, I do not. So Aqua Dots, um, the setup actually kinda of was mm, sort of similar to like a, how a light bright is to where it you could put the image of whatever you're gonna do on it and you poke the holes in it. Okay. Kind of sort of like that, where you would start putting these little dot things and they'd be teeny tiny little uh, like a peg well they were a uh, little like about bb size oh These little things that you'd put down on it and you could like that's you the could, best you could lay down a sheet that would kind of give you like an how to arrange it to make it look like oh this looks yeah. like a cow paint my numbers kind yeah. Of thing. yeah exactly um and then once you've got it all set up the way you wanted to you would add a little bit of water and they would expand just a little bit and they would gel together and then it would become like you know, this little artwork thing oh, that you it's could like you a, go uh, show. like a child's uh, stained glass window maker. Yeah, 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 kind of, sort of. In a roundabout. And it wasn't that it was a choking hazard or swallowing hazard or whatever. But if a child were to swallow it, here's where it gets fucked. I'm guessing chemical reaction. There's a chemical <laughs> breakdown. Verbatim off of your list. It contained a compound of GHB that, when broke down, became liquid ecstasy. I know a lot of these have been kind of sad stories, but this one's just funny. <laughs> so you have a little... but Wait, no. <laughs> okay, let me wrap my mind around this. So you got like a bunch of kids at a party, sleepover, just rolling. Yeah, rolling their asses It would off. literally become... It, it, but yeah, the, the compound like, GHB... When broken down, they actually call it liquid ecstasy. That's basically what it comes into. Every time my kid goes to Sarah's house, she has a blast with her friends. She comes home real tired and drained, but they have a lot of fun over there. Well, it didn't always work out so good for the kids, because a lot of times there was vomiting, seizures, and even some cases... Yeah, man, little kids can't handle their drugs. (laughs) Yeah. There was a case where a child was in a coma for multiple why the fuck over. would you lay that on at the end while uh, I'm trying to make jokes? Just saying. Like, hey, hey, we gotta lay the, lay it out there. But yeah. So these kids, if they ingested it, it was liquid ecstasy. All right, I'm gonna let you take it for a minute. Well uh. <laughs> <laughs> am over here trying to be cute and funny. You gotta be like, and there was a child in a coma. And I'm like, well, shit. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're not. Um... Sky Rangers remote control plane. Sky Dancers, Barbie with fairy wings. Now those caused a lot of problems because those you'd pull that little string on it and they'd shoot up in the air Mm -hmm. and spin around. There was like so many kids like got knocked out. Little dumbass kids put their head right over the thing they know is about to fire up and just get knocked out. At what point is this shit natural selection? (laughs) (sighs) You know, if you know the thing's gonna shoot up out of the. Out of the holder or whatever it is. Yeah, putting your face over it, probably not the best of decisions. But this is a cannon, Billy. It's like, well, can I stand at the end to watch the cannonball come out? You can once. But anyway, the Sky Ranger remote control plane. So first off, this thing, you literally had to throw it to get it going. Like, it wasn't like it took off. You literally would have to throw it. So immediately, we're already talking about a projectile that's probably not safe. And it was kind of big and bulky and a little heavy it had a really, really bad problem with just fucking exploding. (laughs) Whether it be taking off from your hand, mid-flight, landing, anything. It would just explode. On its own, just decide to fucking blow up for no reason. (laughs) What? That's about the worst problem anything can have, is it just <laughs> explodes when it's not supposed to. This thing works amazing, except for it might explode at any There's rate, a any little problem. bit of an explosion problem. Uh, yeah, just the thing Sir. would fucking blow up. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Tell me there's videos of this. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And this thing is not, it's, it's not even that old. Like, it's not something that you would, like... You think something like back in the day, like no, this is pretty fucking new. Hits a wall, explodes, um, hits the ground, explodes, flies too close to the sun. Yes, Icarus. In that same again, in that same same vein oh, as man. that, um there was a kit sold. Okay. And this We do kit, love our kits on this episode this because kit, they always end well. This kit was called the Bottle Rocket Party. And it was literally a set of bottle rockets. Their bases and check this out. It had caution tape that came with it, so you could rope yourself off to make sure that so everything you keep was good. everybody within bounds. But what it did not have it was a fire extinguisher. Was any kind of eye personal protection. protective equipment? Codpiece. No eye protection. Nothing like that. So guess what? Mm. These things would blow up in people's faces. They'd shoot each other with um, them. The whole nine what a yards. And yeah. Needless to say. Lawsuits entailed. Woo! It got pulled. I don't even know what to think about. Bottle rocket party. <laughs> bottle rocket party. <laughs> bottle rocket party. At some point, it kind of sounds fun, but... <laughs> it sounds like what you take your boy on before he gets married is going to a bottle rocket party. A rite of passage. <laughs> um, this one hits close to me and you. Uh, the Zulu blowguns. I know you actually had a blowgun. I did. I got it at a trade show, though. I didn't buy the Zulu blowgun, whatever that was marketed and as. Yours was just like the problems with this one, where... Ooh, it okay. didn't have a way to stop the Not dart? Not only does it have a dart in it, a metal, metal dart. dart. So easily you could have put that through somebody's throat. Yeah. I mean, it, it hit the wall with some force. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there was also a little tip on the back. That would come off. It was like a plastic cone that was right about the right size of any choking hazard thing you've ever seen in your life. Mm -hmm. That would just kind of pop off the end as you're going, (gasps) to get ready to take your breath. Mm -hmm. And so there was the problem. So I could see how this could be a problem. So many kids would go put their mouth on it and then take their breath in and inhale the dart. Take Mm -hmm. your breath before you put your mouth on the flute. Well, here's some ones that really are the product's fault. Like, they... Messed up on, okay? Okay. Now, first off, if I were to tell you that a playing card game ended up being one of the most dangerous toys for a kid, well, would you see the confused look on my face? Playing cards. Yeah. Yeah, playing card game. Not sharp enough to cut an ordinary. You know, magic, Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh! Any, any of those kind of things. Were they laced in poison? What if I told you the Hannah Montana mm. playing card game? Come on, man. It was very dangerous. <laughs> now okay what i'm all in was, i want to hear this it wasn't actually the cards it wasn't the game it was the carrying case that they came in they came in a metal case that was wrapped in like a uh, real thin uh like velvety sleeve okay the container contained over 75 times the legal limit of lead these weren't made in america were they were they outsourced <sighs> I so, no. I don't know where they're this. made. So I'm thinking Hannah Montana, this had to be early 2000s, mm-hmm. probably, right? Mm-hmm. As we stated earlier, the Safety Act was established in 1984. So how the hell does something like this happen? Lead. We've all known lead. It's not. It's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. For a long, long time. Yeah. So here's the real kicker. Most of these things, at some point, we had enough lawsuits, we had enough complaints, where they ended up getting pulled off the shelves, Right. The Hannah Montana card case did not get pulled out of, off of the shelves because of a loophole in a legal battle because the lead was actually more in the vinyl and not the paint itself. Why does that matter? I guess because it was actually supposed to be housed in the little sock thing, the little cover deal. So, like, the game itself isn't dangerous, but yeah. everything around it is. Yeah, Yeah, the whole thing around it. Yeah, the whole thing you're going to carry around with it. That's the dangerous part. But because of that, they were able to squeak by, and they were never pulled off the shelves. Damn. They just continued to sell them. <laughs> <laughs> and today it's a collector's item that'll get you $25. Uh, and kill you probably, too. Um, Slowly. Okay. So check this one out. There's many levels on this one. The CSI Crime Scene Fingerprint Set. Because when I think I want my small child playing with something... The first thing that comes to mind is I want their hands covered in like an ink or a black powder because children don't run around touching everything when their hands are covered in shit. My thing is, why in the hell are we marketing a children's toy based off of crime scene investigations? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, hey, you know, if that's what they want to go into later on in life, that's fine. But small children shouldn't be watching something like CSI. (laughs) Okay, baby, are you ready to play? I'm going to play, Daddy. Who's the murderer? Okay, the game is the murder <laughs> happened here, okay? Yeah. Now, there's no blood because he strangled him. Yeah. So, what do we gonna need to do? Look for the rope, Daddy. Yes, that's right. We need to look for the rope. Yeah. Like, what the, the whole thing? Like Why? Why was that a thing? Was it a kid's game? It was a was kid's this thing? thing. This was like made really? for children. So I can see like... You know, there's adult games, Find the Murderer and yeah, all that stuff. But yeah. this was legit a child's marketed this was a game. Child, yeah, marketed to children damn now all right that's not the bad part of it here's the bad part i'm listening the powder that they used caused cancer the because it was one of the main compounds and it was asbestos the bad version of asbestos <laughs> now am i incorrect in thinking that csi has been out in the past 30 years let's be you know uh, yeah it's been around for yeah a while yeah, yeah. Realistic about this. I mean, let's let's say mid-90s CSI, probably. Mm -hmm. Maybe even later. I I don't know. I'm not a CSI guy. How long have we known that asbestos is not good for human beings? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm voting outsourced on this. You have a crime scene investigation kit that didn't realize that it had something in it that could kill people. Yeah. We have a murder kit that can murder you back. (laughs) Yeah, what? (laughs) Hell? <laughs> if you're not careful should have been wearing them rubber gloves <sighs> damn it man so this one i know has been a huge problem for kids adults anybody around that ever dealt with them moon shoes because why do you need functioning ankles <laughs> a trampoline in itself is dangerous now we're going to take little mini trampolines and we're going to put them on your feet. Now, the thing about a trampoline is typically it's on a somewhat level surface. Now <laughs> you you're going to walk around on all the unlevel surfaces, bouncing around on these moon shoes. Take the stairs, kid. Come on. Be a <laughs> rock star. Show us what yeah, you got. Exactly. Like, how many people blew out a knee or rolled an ankle or cracked a skull <laughs> with moon shoes? I had a knee replacement at nine years old. And you know the bad thing about it is? The original one came out in the 50s. It oh, when- literally, you put your feet, you strapped your feet into these two metal in this metal plates with giant springs under you. So your feet were literally in like a, a bear trap, basically. <laughs> and you would hop around in that. So then, of course, everyone's like, oh, no, these are way too dangerous. We got to get rid of that. Well, then Nickelodeon decided to come along in the 90s and be like, oh, we're reinventing him. Oh, well, now this is way safer because it's all, you know, everything's rubber and whatever. No, no, just still get that, dangerous. Still get that mental picture of landing on kind of the side of your foot in a moon shoe coming down and all the possibilities that follow. Doing it, like I said, on a level, clean surface is one thing. Now think about and just jumping, jumping around. straight up and down, just straight up and down. Now yeah. move. Now move. <laughs> And throughout the house. Say, like, kids doing it through the house with all the regular obstacles you have. Like, how much property damage alone was done with <laughs> fucking moon shoes, man? Not to mention, you know, the hospital bills. But just, yeah. Like, my kid tries to play The Floor is Lava in the house all the time. And he's jumping around, destroying stuff <laughs> left and right. <laughs> makes me think of, like, a pogo <laughs> stick. Where, like, the there's only one way to learn, kid, and that's pain. <laughs> yeah, nothing teaches you, like... Falling down and hurting is yourself. No better go, teacher than pain. I need to either not do that or get better at it. One or the other. Horrible decision making. So, got two more. This one is quite possibly the most terrifying of all children's toys ever made. Okay. Okay. This is seriously some scary shit. Man, I'm kind of spooked. The Cabbage Patch Snack Time Kids. Pfft. <sighs> Oh, I remember. I remember. So anybody that doesn't remember, these things, they were Cabbage Patch dolls. And so they're like, eh, maybe about a foot and a half, two foot tall. Okay. And mm. you would have these little plastic foods that you give them. It might look like a French fry or a pretzel or something like that. And you'd put it close to their mouth. And they would start going, nom, 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 nom. And they would eat whatever the thing it was. It was little gears that would draw it in. Mm-hmm. And... and it just would take in anything that was at its mouth. The problem with it was, it couldn't differentiate between the plastic food you gave it and anything else that came in contact with it. Such as like a child's finger. finger? Or their hair. Because most of the time, it was girls that had the dolls. Mm-hmm. There was actually a story where a little girl... Her hair got caught in it, and it slowly just started munching her hair, <laughs> all the way up to where it started pulling the hair out of her scalp. God, the terror! The on terror! A child. Like, that that poor child, I'm sure to this day is traumatized. Mortified. Yeah, by yeah that PTSD shit. of like can't even go around at all. Like you want to think about once upon a time a small animatronic baby tried to eat my head. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, basically. <laughs> like we've talked multiple times about how a, a child's play the chucky doll is one of the scariest things on the planet this thing literally ate this poor girl's head like like i said think about like a little child's finger think of like a a three-year-old's little baby finger and then it gets drawn into this mechanism and it just that just starts yeah chomping it down yeah i know i worked at a factory at one point in my life and there was a machine that was this big roller thing And of course, had all these safety things all over the place and was talking about, you know, like, don't get close to it. And I have long hair. I wouldn't go close to this thing because I was always terrified that my hair was somehow going to get caught in it. And I'm a grown ass man. And I was terrified of it. You're wiser. So being a small child and that happening to what you uh, think is your toy, like your, you know, your doll, like your dolly. Something is just <laughs> ripping the hair out of your head like, or chomping your finger down and breaking it. God Fucking body. terrifying. Man. Yeah. So thank God those are gone. Somebody didn't, in the marketing group, walk up and go, what happens if something that ain't food goes in that mouth? Yeah. Well, it's going to eat it. Well, kids like to do... We have saws nowadays. Wacky things. That if it senses any kind of moisture, the saw shuts itself yeah, off. By that point, though, but you had this kid's plaything that would never stop. That would never eating. stop. <laughs> it's like oh my god, it's a terminator for children. It will never stop. There's no reasoning Just with it. So, oh, so terrifying. It has no compassion. Oh my god. Has no feeling. Yeah. The Cabbage Patch Snack it's just Kid. He's going to keep eating Cabbage Patch Snack
1: Kid. Oh my god, like,
0: uh, so terrifying. Could you imagine even being like a kid, like, watching it happen? Just <laughs> like, watch a thing with lifeless eyes just devour anything. It's nightmare fuel. Lifeless eyes. Like lifeless. a doll's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. Yeah, no, no. Fucking terrifying. The Cabbage Patch Kid. So. That shit was mid-90s, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, 95? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Mm-mm. That one slipped through the cracks. Now, that being said, as the probably the scariest one ever. What are you going to take us out on? I'm going to end with what was quite possibly not only the most deadly of children's toys, but also the most, what the fuck were they thinking? Most irresponsible toy. And that is the Gilbert U-238 Atomic Energy Laboratory. <laughs> That's a hell of a name. So Tell me it's the 50s again. This is by the same company that Give created... You buddy, Uranium. This is the same company that created the Erector Sets. One of the greatest toys ever. Right? Yeah. And so they had a whole... Teach small children engineering. They had a whole slew of toys that they did. Some of them were great, awesome. Some of them, eh, not the safest things. Uh, there was ones that were like... There was one that had like a little oven thing that you could... Uh, I think it was like... Oh, it was a glass blowing toy. Yep. Yeah, that that sounds like a great idea to give kids. Um, anyway, this laboratory set is probably the worst of them all, because in the set you actually had uranium that came in the set that I was the joking children earlier. could play with—pure uranium. When when I was, was radio a bad <laughs> joke a minute ago about my buddy uranium. What's even worse than that? So they put like radioactive material in in the, the set. set and gave it to kids. <laughs> mm. What was even worse mm. than that is it came with its own Geiger counter. To tell you how dangerous the shit was yes, you were playing with? that the toy told you in itself how dangerous itself was. when it back at you, and guess what? Now you're radioactive. Now well, you're glowing. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all glow what, down here. What in the hell? I mean, I get it that, like, back in, you know, back in the day, people didn't realize, you know, some of the stuff that was dangerous, but how... How were we so irresponsible to give kids uranium? <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, the purpose of the Geiger counter is to show radioactivity, correct? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which we know is not a good thing to be inside of a human being. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So we're gonna include a Geiger counter if in you, the playset. It's kinda like the man. CSI thing, like you had the stuff that told you in itself like this is not it's not a good idea like we should be doing this it um, includes something to tell you how dangerous it is and like how did the geiger, geiger counter not come out like immediately just be going off like the me like oh i've been sitting around uranium this whole time i've been in a box like yeah wouldn't the geiger counter itself be radioactive at that point would, The whole set it had to be right boy that is the dumbest <laughs> the dumbest thing ever yeah and uh on that note uh the last thing i'm gonna say Doesn't need a whole lot of explaining, but lawn darts. Lawn darts. Just If you don't know what we're talking about, look them up. You'll understand. Bad. Somebody had a a really, really bad idea. It's a javelin for kids. Yeah. And their friends. Yeah, we'll just take them out in the yard and... Yeah. Because one thing kids are really good at is waiting to throw it until their friend has come back to a safe area. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Patience, yeah. Well, man... (laughs) This was Damn a, interesting episode. This was, this was an episode, yes. This was a, <laughs> This was something this yeah. Was, woo, that was something. Huh. I feel dirty. Yeah. I feel kinda like I need to go do a sweep of the kids' room. It's a wonder that any of us kids in the last forty years have survived. You know? Forty, fifty, 50, yeah, even sixty years. You know, the strong survive. Oh, well, really? yeah. But yes, the so. fact there was uranium in kids' play sets in the 50s explains a lot of the people I know today. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. <laughs> couple of mutants. <laughs> you no, know, we were playing with uranium. We yeah. used to play with uranium with Papa. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Hey. Anyway, <laughs> thanks everybody for listening to the Random Men. Uh, be sure and subscribe to the episodes so that you are notified whenever we drop a new episode. Mm-hmm. We like to do it weekly. We'd like y'all to be along for the ride. Be sure and hit us up on Twitter and leave us leave us some comments. Let us know what you guys would like a, like to a, hear us talk about. Yeah, we're open for anything. We will talk about almost anything. And also be sure and drop down and leave us a rating and review. That really helps us get into the better algorithms and uh, reach out to more people and, hell, keep this thing going. And we appreciate all of you for joining us here tonight. So until next time, I'm Kenny. I'm Keith. And keep your hands off your uranium.